You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. You want to sip some tea with us today? And no, we're not talking about a nice glass of chamomile tea. We are talking about tea, tea, like juicing, pipey hot tea. Did I say pipey? Wow. Okay. No. Anyways, <laughs> AKA another episode of our photography advice column. We had you, our podcast listeners, share in our podcast Facebook group some of your stories and scenarios in your photography business that left you, let's just say frustrated, confused, or beat up. And on today's episode, we're going to read some of your submissions and share our input and advice on how we'd handle that situation. We cover everything from clients asking for raw photos to a wedding where things got a little, okay, no, a lot too crazy and made the photographer feel uncomfortable, all the way to videographer drama and a wedding guest asking to use a photographer's camera. Yikes, like yikes, <laughs> lots of stuff to cover today. So if you want to hear our thoughts on how to handle some difficult client situations, you're in the right place. Let's get to the juicy show. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right, it is time for tea to be spilled. We're pouring it now. These these are literally some of my favorite episodes to read because it's just like a story that I get to interact or like I get to react to. It is fun. I feel like it's also like we're able to just, it's like a friend chat a little bit more, even though there is some tangible advice in it. I don't know. It's fun. All right, let's dive on in. Submission number one. Well, and also let me just say, we didn't include the names intentionally just because some of these, like we never want it to be a situation, which probably won't happen ever, but like we never want it to be a situation where like if we said the name of the person who submitted it, maybe- Anyone shared the scenario. (laughs) It's like somebody who maybe was a part of that scenario is like, the hell? Like that sounds (laughs) familiar. (laughs) Probably won't happen, but just for, you know, anonymous sake. Yes. All right. So no names. Submission number one, anonymous person number one. (laughs) Right after Christmas, I shot this amazing family session. Everything went so smoothly. And after I delivered her gallery, she loved them and upgraded to purchase the entire gallery. Then two days later, she asked me if she could have the raw files. I've heard about this happening to other photographers dozens of times, and I just couldn't think of the best way to respond in the nicest way possible. I ended up telling her that raw files are really big and I don't have room for them on my gallery delivery system to be able to send them, which isn't untrue, but obviously not the whole reason. I felt crappy not being able to politely explain why I don't provide clients with raw files. Fortunately, she was understanding and didn't push it further. Oh, okay. That ended nicely. I I was expecting that to end not nicely. Um, (laughs) That's not all the stories though. I feel like some stories when you don't have an answer and didn't educate beforehand, it it ends badly, Um, which is kind of the first thing I will say to that is a lot of, I think these like, okay, what do you do in this situation? But I also like to give advice of like, well, how do you not, like, how can we avoid avoid the situation altogether? Right. Yeah. So anyone who's listening to this, who's like, oh, I've never had that happen. How can I avoid it? Like we want to give that or for that person who's like, I never want this to happen again. How can you avoid it in the future? How to avoid that situation entirely is to upfront, like put this literal question in your FAQ, put it on your website, put it in your pricing guide. If you don't have a pricing guide, get one. We have one in our shop. It's a template. It's great. Um, But that was just like a shameless plug. (laughs) 
you want to educate and over communicate upfront. Like don't wait for situations to happen like this, where you're, you have not been forthright with every scenario. I mean, you know, not every scenario, but like very common things that you, you know, your clients would maybe ask for, or maybe have hesitations on or want, you know, more information, like make sure all of that information is given to them upfront. And even if it's in your FAQ on your pricing guide and on your website, don't assume they've read it. Like in your client call with them, like be communicative about that. Be like, Hey, so this is actually a question that I get asked sometimes. And so I just want to like be upfront about it. Um, is like, when you hire me, this is the process. This is what it looks like. Half of what you're hiring me for is to, uh, deliver the editing style that I am known for like that. I, my work is represented in. Um, and so I don't know. That's that's getting more into what I would maybe say to her. But that's I'll I'll say that and I'll let Evie answer like kind of the actual question of what you would you do in the situation. But for me, it's like to avoid that, make sure that communication is given to them before they hire you. Yes. The only other thing that I would say on like the prior, because this is gonna get into my answer of like in this situation, if this is actively happening, what to do, um, is make sure you have a contract for every single paying client. Oh, and that yeah. should be in your contract of, you know, and I have this situation in your contract. Yes. Like I do not deliver raw files. There are some contracts. I think I have it in mind that like a client can purchase the the raw files slash copyright for like, it's like $10,000 or something insane. Like if they truly want those raw files, all of the work, they're purchasing the full copyright to it because now it is no longer my work. I'm selling them everything, which is a hefty fee. Um, yeah. So that's, make sure you have that contract in place because when this event happens... I would respond and point them back to those areas. Be like, oh, it's actually stated in my terms and conditions, which you signed in the contract, was in the pricing guide and on the website. I do not give out raw files. And then I would explain why. Don't just be like shoving a contract in their face. Be like, yeah, it's actually... I would say like the why isn't, which she even said, it's not the whole reason, but like, I wouldn't even say like, oh, I'm not giving them to you because it's too big of a file. Like that is not yeah. the reason in my no, opinion. No, I would, I would, the reason I would say is like, I would explain the scenario of my editing is just as much a part of my work as me taking the photos. And that's what you're paying for. It is an attached, like attached to my brand, to my art, to my work. And, uh, that's essentially giving you the raw files would be giving you the full copyright to these images, which you only purchase the print rights when hiring me for this session. Here it is in the contract. If you want to read this clause and understand if you would still like to purchase the full raw files, uh, as well as the copyright in order to edit them on your own, that is the going rate listed in my contract. So that's the thing you can even explain it in a more detailed, simplified way of like, there's analogies and examples of like, if you were to go into a restaurant and order a steak, but ask the chef to bring out a raw steak and his marinade and his spices and like all this stuff, the chef would be like, no, like literally <laughs> like what I go do. to a different restaurant. <laughs> he's like, what I do is cook the ingredients. And that's the same thing for you. You can explain that. Be like the photos, uh, the raw files are the raw steak. And then the yeah. way I cook it is the way I edit it. And I, I don't offer raw steaks. Like you can, right. you can use analogies like that to explain it, but I, I would explain that. Maybe, and maybe even use chicken. Because I feel like some people out there eat raw steak, maybe like, you know, yeah, steak yeah. is like, you could read, you could get it, you know, done rare, but like chicken, no one, that's going to make you sick. Yeah. No one wants <laughs> but, raw chicken. <laughs> that's that's good, true. Though, but yeah, that's the thing that I would say um, in the future and just 
being very upfront and making sure you have your contract. And like Lindsay said, having it communicated clearly everywhere. Um, and I just explain why too. Don't just be like, nope, I don't give those out. Or you pay an absurd amount of money. Like explain why and be like, that's, mm-hmm. this is everything. This is the whole, you know, cooking of the raw meat. So. Well, and I think this is also a really good reason why, like, explaining to your clients before they hire you, like, that's why I want to make sure we are the best fit. And if we are not the best fit, I don't want you to hire me because I don't want you to get in a situation where you regret high. Like, I want you to love my work. I want you to love my editing style because that's what you're hiring me for. And if you don't, please go to another photographer. I mean, like, like genuinely, like we want to make sure that we are having clients book us who like are obsessed with our work. And that is why they're hiring us. And when I say work, it's not just how you direct the photos. It's literally the editing. Like that's important. Yep. All right. All right. Let's move on to submission number two. Lindsay, do you want to read it? Yes, I would love to. All right. This one says, I just shot a wedding that made me a little uncomfortable at some points of the day. I'm all for drinks and having a good time, but this wedding went a little far. They had an open bar, hookah, weed, and beer pong, and a flip and flip cup. Yikes. Okay. That's me. That's not what they said. Okay. Uh, there were like 25 people doing weed in the bridal suite. Oh, double yikes. That's also me. Okay. <laughs> I'm just reacting in real time. Uh, I have not read this. Okay. One of the friends of the groom got so drunk, he started undoing his pants on the dance floor. No! Okay, I keep like putting my... Okay, I'll just read it. I'm sorry. (laughs) One of the friends of the groom got so drunk, he started undoing his pants on the dance floor because he needed to pee. Oh, wow. He was also hardcore humping his girlfriend, like full power into the thrust. Okay, wow. (laughs) The same guy kept trying to give me hugs and handshakes all night. Another guy wanted me to dance with them at the end of the night. He was all in my face because he was so drunk and he spit on my face when he was talking. Oh, like not intentionally, but like, okay. Um, At the end of the night, they did a sparkler exit, but everyone was way past drunk. I was so scared that they were going to catch my hair on fire. I'm not sure how to avoid situations like this. I did the couple's engagement session and I didn't get the vibe from them that the wedding would be like this. Oh, okay. That's That's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot. I just like, I I, I kept interjecting because I was like, oh, wait. Oh, oh, oh. I also want to say like, some people that's truly their dream wedding and that excites them. But I, what I'm hearing from this photographer is like, this is not her dream wedding. Like she felt uncomfortable by everything that was happening slash like feeling unsafe around people who were clearly intoxicated or under the influence of multiple things. And that made her uncomfortable. So that's, I think what we're saying like yikes too is how I think Lindsay and I would agree that this probably wouldn't be our ideal wedding that we would feel comfortable with. It's also hard a a little bit because it doesn't sound like from what she said, other than like the, sp- the giving handshakes or like the spitting on the face, but that was technically an act. It wasn't like he intentionally spit on her face. It was just yeah. like he was drunk and talking. It doesn't sound like there was like an intentional like assault or like, does that make sense? Like it wasn't intentionally like she was um, like, like, like a drunk groomsman like did something. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah. It, it almost seems like it was just an uncomfortable situation, yeah. which is I almost maybe like, it's so hard because it's like, you're hired to do something. Cause I would say like, if you had like a drunk groomsman come up and like touch you like, Oh no, I'm out. Goodbye. Nope. Have that in your contract. Like, sorry. No. Like, yeah, that's, that's uncalled for. But in a situation where it's like, that, I mean, maybe it is the same situation. I don't know because it's like, because she's undoing the same guy. Yeah. She said that same guy also kept trying to give her hugs and handshakes all night. So there was discomfort with someone trying to touch her. So I want to answer the question of, she says like, I'm not sure how to avoid situations like this. And like, essentially, how do I discover if a wedding is going to be this vibe before I shoot it? I mean, yeah, I was going to say it just 
communication with like your branding and like your, your conversations with the couple. And I would just make sure like to have that clause in your contract of like, if I like safe working environment is typically what the clause is called, making sure that's in there of like, if you ever feel threatened or unsafe, like you did with the the sparklers uh-huh. or possibly that groomsman or friend of the groom who was trying to like give you hugs and handshakes, like you should be able to go up to the bride and groom and be like, Hey, I don't feel comfortable. This is in my contract. I want to stay and continue to shoot the rest of this. However, this person needs to stop trying to hug me. I know it's, he's probably not meaning anything. He's probably just pretty drunk, but it's making me very uncomfortable. Could you please speak with him? Like you should be able to have that backup to be able to go. And that's the thing for me that I would, it it depends on the scenario, but something like this, I don't think there was any, my devil's advocate is like, well, what if the groom and bride are like, what if the couple is drunk? Like just as drunk as everyone else. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where I would, oh, I forget what Paige Griffith said about this. She literally answered this like very in depth at our, conference like something something like like this uh I think she said it was like the uh, I forget she was like if it's just a situation that you feel uncomfortable which it kind of sounds like this it doesn't sound like there was like assault trying like happening or anything like that um like the guy was maybe just being like overtly friendly and a little drunk and like unexcusable like it's it's still okay yeah But my thing is like, I, in that situation, if this were me, I would maybe go up to the bride and groom and just talk to them and let them know, like, like a one strike, like, Hey, if this doesn't change, I'm going to pack up early and head out and see if the situation resolves itself. If not, that's when I would begin to leave. So I would, I would give a warning before I head out of the wedding in a situation like this. However, if it's a bad situation and like you feel incredibly threatened and like in danger, leave. Like I would just go yeah. tell the clients like, here's the clause, here's what's happening. I'm out. Um, yeah. so I don't want to say like every situation is like give a warning first, but in right. this situation, maybe how to avoid it in the future, to be completely honest, I think it's trying to communicate upfront as much as you can. But even with that being said, I think, like you said, you did the couple's engagement session. You didn't get the vibes from them that the wedding would be like this. If I'm being perfectly blunt, a, I've never had anything this intense happen, but It is the wedding industry. People get loose in the weddings. And I just like, people get drunk. People like groomsmen are known to get a little like excited and frisky. Uh, There's a part of me that's like, if you are in the wedding industry, there's always going to be a slight risk that you have drunk groomsmen or, you know, like people are getting a little loose on the dance floor. I don't know that you can always fully avoid that as a wedding photographer. But Lindsay, do you have other thoughts on that? I agree. I think it just comes back to communication and like it it almost even comes back a little bit to branding and like really making sure that you are like you're hiring the right clients for you as much as they're the, or you're the right photographer for them. Um, and making sure it's a really good fit, which I am like so big on client communication and just really over communicating, like over communicating. This is where I would, I would be, and you don't have to be like in their client consultation, be like, Hey, if your groomsman gets drunk and gropes me, I'm out. Like, you don't have to say that, but you can, what I think is really smart is in those client consultations, like bring up sections of your contract that like are relevant to what they're hiring me for. And like, you can say like, Hey, okay. Like, so like we said with the raws, like, Hey, okay. So this clause means I don't give out raws that's a common thing or whatever. You can explain that and then be like, Hey, uh, this is about unsafe work environments or or however it's phrased. Um, and like, say like, Hey, if, if anything happens, I know like weddings can sometimes get out of hand. This is exactly what happens. Like, I'm sure that it's not going to be that situation, but like, like have a conversation with them, like human beings be like, Hey, like, is it going to, is there gonna be a dance party? Like, let me just get a scope of like what exactly you're planning 
And then if that, if you know that it's too wild for what you personally are comfortable with, then don't let them book you. Like it is a two way street just because a client inquires with you does not mean you have to like, you're stuck with them if it's not the right fit. Well, that's the other thing I just want to say. I know we talked about like branding and like, you know, all this stuff, but do not, if you are trying to avoid weddings like this, do not talk about like the biggest party. Let's let loose and get loud. Like that, none of that communication should be on any of your branding. I would like get down to the heart of like, if you're trying to work with couples who are like wanting a really meaningful day, you could even, if you are like, I don't feel comfortable with like much drinking at all. Maybe even like put, if you want to put it on your branding, be like, I love couples who want to stay like semi-sober on their wedding day to fully enjoy every moment, including the dance floor. Like if that's really like your boundary and that's a big deal to you, avoid, like I would go further towards what you want to than trying to fit in and be like, party, let's rage, let's go crazy. Like, you know, biggest day, let's celebrate like, like it's 1999, you know, whatever. Do not, like if that's on any of your branding, website, Instagram, anything like that, I would immediately change that. So that's the only other thought that I have. But yeah, at the end of the day, uh, man, weddings can be tough sometimes. And I don't know this person. I have no idea if they're married or not, but something that I did when I was shooting a ton of weddings and I wasn't married or engaged, I had a fake engagement ring and wedding ring that I put on. And anytime groomsmen would like come up to me, I would like be like, Nope, sorry, I'm not available. And I would just point to the ring Makes me angry that you even have to do that though. Like as, yeah. if, as if because you don't have a ring, you're suddenly like open for business. Like absolutely yeah. not. Get out of here. Yeah. And there were, there were a couple of times, there were a couple of times as a photographer where I had to look at a, a groomsman and be like, hey, I am so sorry. You, this is not okay. I'm here to work. I am a photographer. You can go have fun, but please do not talk to me again. Like I had to be very direct with some guys a couple of times. And as a photographer, female photographer, if you need to do that, do that. And, and don't be afraid to talk to other vendors. Don't be afraid to talk to the wedding planner, to the couple, if you feel uncomfortable. I never really felt like unsafe or uncomfortable, just more of like, bro, I'm working, get out of my face. <laughs> so yeah. that's just, don't be afraid to take precautions, to have people aware of what's going on, all that stuff. Photographers, listen up. This one's for you. Have you been sending your clients a digital gallery, but you just want to up the client experience a little bit and give them something they can tangibly hold in their hands? Well, Q USB Memory Direct, a one-stop shop for delivering customized USBs to your clients. USB Memory Direct offers over 50 styles of USB flash drives and tons of customization options. Whether you're looking for a branded and elegant tool to deliver photos to your photography clients or a personalized USB business card to create brand exposure in a unique way, they've got you covered. USB Memory Direct provides a consistent high-end delivery experience that your clients will love and remember. Listen to what's included in every order. USB 3.0 options for lightning fast transfer speeds, free printer or laser engraving for your logo, lifetime warranty for complete peace of mind, free standard shipping for US and Canada, and rush shipping is available as well, and Pantone color match shells to stay perfectly on brand. Like, can you believe that? <laughs> so good. To check them out for yourselves, go to usbmemorydirect.com and use Heart10 for 10% off your order. If we asked a room full of people this question, we are sure just about every hand in the room would be raised, ours included. Whether it's in your business, in motherhood, school, or even your marriage, there are moments when we all feel like we are filled with doubt and inadequacy. So if you're feeling this way, ain't alone, my friend. We are here to help you reframe the thought patterns in your life to live in freedom and enjoy. 
Download our free guide to smashing that imposter syndrome at theheartuniversity.com forward slash imposter. All right. Submission number three. Evie, you want to give it a go? I got it. All right. Okay. So videographer's wife was having a baby. So he split right after the ceremony. Didn't secure a second, even though his wife was due any day. Weird. Wow. Okay. Everyone keeps looking at me while shooting. And finally, this girl comes up to me and asks if one of my cameras has a video setting. She then tells me she used to video weddings and asks if she could just shoot video on one of my cameras for the night, or at least the important parts of it to save the video. It felt, I felt completely compelled because everyone was staring and whispering. How was the videographer's lack of preparation suddenly on me? I was extremely uncomfortable letting someone shoot on my baby, but I felt so selfish. Not to mention battery life and card space and the inability to shoot on two lenses. Ugh, I'll spare all that happened, but just curious how you would have handled this one. I feel like these scenarios are very rare. I mean, not to like discount any of the, like, I'm just like, what, like, that is like such a situation where like, I mean, maybe it's not. I've never, I've never had that happen. First have of you all, had that happen? <laughs> no, I haven't. First of all, it is a hundred percent not a you issue. I mean, obviously you can't help people uh, like looking at you and expecting things or thinking you're the videographer or whatever, but like that is literally a problem between the couple and the videographer and him not having a backup if his wife would like that first of all for it like he should have had a backup if you are in this situation where you or you're like you're pregnant or your husband whose wife is pregnant or whatever and and you're having a wedding done like get backup like yeah. first of all get freaking backup but like I'm thinking of this like from my perspective I would not have let somebody touch my camera who is not hired to like me like no no and again, I go back to the contract. Like there is to be like, actually, I don't know if that's in my contract of like only I can use my gear, but like, that's usually not a thing that like, like obviously only I can use. I mean, I do you, I mean, what do you think? I mean, like, I don't think, I mean, I could see like out of like compassion of like, okay, they hired a videographer and that they don't have anything to video in. And I have an extra gear that technically, yes, does shoot video. So if you say no, you seem like a, a dick, but like, I think I, it's, I think it depends. Like, you're like, I would absolutely not let somebody do that. And I'm like, I think I would. Like, it, it after the ceremony, because I really only use both bodies and both, like, multiple lenses, primarily, like, necessary for the ceremony. I think, but, it, but you, the thing is, like, who is who is holding it? You have no clue who it is. Is it, I like... I think it may, maybe it depends on like, okay, I've gone through the whole day. Is it the maid of honor? And I, I have rapport with her and she seems trustworthy based on just like, like spending the day with, her, with all, all of them. And it's like her who's wanting to do it. Okay. Maybe yeah. in that scenario, I'd have compassion and do it. But is it like the drunk uncle? No, good. No, no. Well, sorry, I no. mean, my, my thing is it like, it's, she said, finally, this girl comes up to me and asks if one of my camera has a video setting. She tells me she used to video weddings and asks if she can just shoot video on one of my cameras. So I think to oh, me, the fact that like that she was, she was prior a wedding videographer, I would have been like, and, and in, in honor and compassion for my couple, I probably would have been like, that's fine. I just, if I need that lens, uh, cause then I'm, you're going above and beyond as a good customer service and fixing yeah. a problem that wasn't yours to solve technically. And I would, I would maybe even like mention something to the couple either that night or something like it could be super casual and be like, I'm so sorry. The videographer that was so uncalled for. I really hope like the use of that camera will at least get you something from this night. Like I've never done that before, but like, I, you know, just something like more conversational just to make sure they know, like, that's not a service I offer. And that was not my fault, but I wanted to have your back. Um, that's one thing. The only other thought that I have is if it was like a random Uncle Bob and like a different scenario where it wasn't like somebody coming up, there's a part of me that's like video on a 
DSLR without like a, tripod a, or a, stabilizer. a stabilizer, like is not really going to be that, that great anyways. Uh, the, if it had been like a wedding where everyone was kind of drunk or like it was an uncle Bob coming up or anything like that, I might've been like, how about like we do some phone stuff? Like, like I would have been like, you are so much nicer than I am. I'd be like, get out of my face. No, I'm kidding. I want to say get out of my face. But like, I think that's where my boundary comes of like, that seems like a you issue. Yeah. But, but also if I get that the videographer's lack of responsibility of getting a second or a backup falls to the couple now being screwed. And so like, you want to step up and do as much as you can. Yeah. That is a hard situation though. I think it would depend on the situation who specifically asked and like how I felt in that moment. Yeah, that's hard. If if it was a scenario where I was like, I cannot do this. Like people are drunk. The person asking is clearly like tipsy and like, you know, whatnot. I would maybe go up to my couple and be like, I just like the videographer left. I'm so sorry. This scenario, like this is crazy. I was just asked if I could give one of my other cameras, but I just wanted to let you know, like I I do use both of those throughout tonight and like given card space and everything, like I would love to help you with this. But I just like, in order for me to do my job well, I can't. I like, yeah, I'm so sorry guys. Like something like that, like basically put it of like, I would love to help, but in order for me to give my fullest, I cannot, This op- like I can't do that. So if you are going to say no like that, I would go directly to the couple and like, just let them know. Um, and then I would personally suggest be like, what if you just had all of your couples or all of your uh, attendees, like wedding guests, all film on their phones throughout like the night and create a shared album and then have one of them create just a fun little montage, like iPhone video. Like I would suggest an alternative if, if something popped into my head. Um, That's a really good idea. Or like for me, if I was still, if, if I was shooting a wedding, like I'm thinking right now with where I'm at, I'm sure this is a very rare scenario, but I'm like, if I was here shooting a wedding in Southern California, like 20 minutes from home and I knew Landon didn't have a wedding and was at home, I would be like, do you want me to call my husband who's a wedding videographer and see if he can make it and like, you know, you could pay That's him. That's very specific day, circumstances right? though. But you like, know what I mean? Like, could do that. Well, not like your husband, but I'm like, if you're a wedding photographer, you probably know videographers. And if it's like, if you knew at the beginning of the day that the, like if the wedding videographer showed up and was like, I'm going to peace out after the ceremony. And you can tell the couples like, what? Uh, anything well, like it, that. It might not have been that situation. It might've been like, well, no, you, you know, if you're shooting a wedding and your wife is like 40 weeks pregnant, you know. Well, so that's why I'm like, if there was any, like, if I knew that was coming prior to the videographer just piecing out, I probably would have been like, do you want me to call some videographer friends or like text people, like try to get someone here to help? Like I I just, just another thought of like, don't be afraid to take action in that situation too, to try to serve as much as you can without necessarily handing over your camera. Yeah. Anyways, that's that's a thought. I'm done. Really, really good advice. Heavy for the win (laughs) in that, in that scenario. Okay. All right. Last one. Submission number four. All right. This says, So I'm a wedding photographer and have been for a few years. I have two friends getting married this year and gave them a discount. Probably mistake number one. That's her saying that, not me. (laughs) This specific friend I am not super close with, but we did mission work together and I know they don't have much money. So I wanted to give them a deal on their photographer. I'm still charging them like a thousand dollars because I am not doing it for free. Here's the problem. They keep telling me they don't have any money so they can't put the retainer down. At this point, there's their wedding is six months away. 
No, Sorry, six, six weeks, weeks away. Yep, I got myself. Their wedding is six weeks away, so I really need like full payment by now. I reached out asking if they still want me to do their photos, and they said yes. What do I do now? Honestly, don't even want to photograph this wedding now, but also don't want to be a jerk. Kind of feel like this could turn into a nightmare, uh, but don't know how to handle it. Note there has not been a contract signed yet. Help. Okay, literally for this submission, whoever sent it in, go back to the previous uh, photography uh, column, advice column that we did, because literally what will happen if you continue down this road is what happened in that one. One with like it was Which the literal was situation a, a hellish nightmare <laughs> What pisses me off the most in this is it we did mission work together, which sounds like not, it doesn't, maybe it maybe is not, but it sounds like someone who is faith-based. And I'm like the audacity of somebody who's faith-based to be like, like ask me or like, like here's here, can you do my wedding? Oh, but I can't pay you. I'm so sorry. Like yeah. be, be respectable. First of all. Okay. So in your position, I don't know how long ago this was, if it's even an option to, it probably is over because I think we had this submission more than six weeks ago. Um, so apologies, but for anybody else, uh, run right now, do not do it without payment yeah. or a contract. Like, yep. you, no, I don't AKA care if it's a friend. I'd be like, you said like, especially when you say like, I-, I don't have money to pay you red flag, big red flag. Like, no, I'm yeah. not photographing your wedding without money down in the bank and a contract signed. Like that's very, yeah. it's, it's as simple as that. Like you don't have to do any, like, Cause she said, there's not been a contract signed yet. Like get them in contract. If they refuse to sign that date is free to you. Go get a margarita. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing that I would say is in this scenario, uh, I would, I would respond and be like, hi, we're six weeks out. Um, I don't hold dates without having a retainer down and a contract paid. We're getting to the point where I'm beginning to be concerned if you'll even be able to you know, put the retainer down, let alone the full payment. So at this point, uh, I'm going to open that date and free it up unless I have a retainer and a contract signed by tomorrow or by, you know, if you want to give them two or three days or whatever. Um, I would give them an ultimatum. I would, like Lindsay said, run. Uh, It sounds like it's not the wedding that you really want to shoot anyways. It does not sound like a very good situation, but I wouldn't just like be like, unfortunately, because I haven't received a payment, I'm out. Like, I wouldn't do that. I would give them the option of like, unless it's received by end of day or by tomorrow or whatever timeline you want, I would give them that option and then be like, unless that's received, unfortunately, I will be opening that date and like counting this inquiry or project as closed. Um, Yeah. So that's, I feel like that's a very simple scenario to me. And then in the future, make sure, do not hold any dates, do not guarantee any services, do not do anything without a retainer down and a contract paid, period. Literally. Um, The previous episode where we did this, like part one of our photography advice column is episode 227. But the reason I share that is literally this exact scenario happened, like, but it was almost worse because she did an engagement session and then it kept going. And basically like the outcome of that story in episode 227 is literally this submission, but like continued on if you do the wedding. Um, it's, it's really juicy. So go listen to that episode. <laughs> yeah. It's, it like literally took, I think Evie like 10 minutes to read it, but it's worth it. It's like grab some popcorn. It's, it is. it's good. Wow. It's, it's, it's good in the sense that it will make your blood boil as just a human being. That's like, oh my gosh. Anyways, people yeah. are really like this. Anyways, it's crazy. I feel like, okay, that that's pretty much all we have for today. But I feel like the overarching um, lesson is to communicate. Have a contract. And yeah, com- have a contract and communicate before you book people. Like that is the, and that's advice for any, even non-photographers. Anybody that's listening to this that is a service-based provider in, in the wedding industry or even not, like what, no matter what, the sticky situations with clients happen mostly 
because you did not do your job as the business owner to communicate and set up like a contract. Um, And, you know, there are psychos out there and sometimes it's genuinely not your fault as a business owner. But even in those scenarios, contract your ASS up. um, Because in those situations where you have those crazy, uh like unpleasable people, because I had one in my career and it was absolute chaos, but I did everything, in my opinion, I did everything right and I communicated my butt off and I had a contract. So in the end, I was covered and I was able to handle the situation and end it pretty well. I like tried to serve them as well as I could. But it's those situations where you do, truly, you did your job, you did it well, but they're still crazy and going off on you. You have backup to be able to be like, unfortunately, that's as far as we go. Have a nice life. <laughs> so yep. uh, just make sure you have your butt covered. And it's also protecting your clients. So don't be afraid to communicate that to them too. Like this is for your benefit as well as mine. All right. That is it for photography advice column. Let us know if you like this. Like if this is enjoyable uh, genre, we can even just do like business advice column or relationship advice column. I don't know. It, <laughs> we're, I've, in my brain, I was like, oh, as soon as I've some talking, I'm going to say that. It literally exact thing. <laughs> we're the same brain. Oh, that's funny. Oh, do you want to continue then? Do you, do you have other no, thoughts? No, I was just literally, I was literally going to say like, if you like this format for episodes, let us know, just like she said. And if you want other <laughs> type of industries, like it doesn't just have to be photography. And especially this one, I feel like was very, very wedding photography centric. Um, but we love these. We love like, I mean, you could call them like, uh, like photography horse or like just business horror stories, but it's, it doesn't even have to be that. It could just literally be advice column. What would Lindsay and Evie do in this scenario? Yeah. Um, we could we, do like I business or life, like relationships or work-life ba- yeah. like boundaries, like anything. DM us or uh, let us know in the uh, Heart and Hustle Facebook group if you like this. And um, when we, if we, if we want, if you want us to continue it, we will post in the Facebook group um, and that's where we get these submissions. So make sure you're in there. The link is in the show notes. Yes. All right. I think that's all. We love you very, very much. And we will see you on the next episode.